Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today I would like to continue to talk about the five mandates for the end-time church. Before I talk about the five mandates, I want to get to the basic, one basic thing. As you know, I'm a person that don't go around the bush. I just go straight to the situation. Maybe because I'm a medical doctor, I cannot go around the bush with my patient. I have to tell them the truth. This is what you need to do. This is what happened. So I do the same thing here. I'm going to tell you the truth. To be a real Christian doesn't mean that you know Jesus in your head here. A lot of people grow up in the house where the parents go to church, and they know Jesus in their head. But it's not about the head; it's about the heart. You remember Jesus said, "If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that." The Lord Jesus, who was raised from the dead, the Bible did not say the God Jesus. The Bible used the word the Lord Jesus. Why the Bible did not use the word God? Because there are so many gods on earth here. The God of Buddhism, the God of Hinduism, but He is not just God, but He is the Lord. He is the owner of your life. When I got saved from the Buddhism, I tell you, it's big conversion to me. I used to worship Buddha. I used to worship the god of Hinduism. I even have the experience of supernatural power of those gods, big time. I have a lot of experiences when I was growing up as a young man. But once I make decision, Jesus, I believe that you are my Lord, and I confess with your mouth, and from that day on. Jesus is my Lord. When He said turn right, when He said turn left, I would not argue, and I treat Him as my Lord. Whatever He say, I obey. I will do it. I will not play game with Him. He is my Lord. He said start the church in Seattle. I did it. Everything He told me, He told me many years ago. When I was a new believer, pay tie to your church. I did it right away. I never argue. I honor him. He is my God. I know that in the Western world, because we don't have kings, we don't have the king or the kingship. So sometimes we have that culture to treat God the same way. Oh, you know, the president is equal to me. We all equal citizen. I will treat God the same way. No, God is God. He is the King of all kings. So we need to treat God with honor and respect. And when He say, "Turn right," we turn right. No if and or but. Amen. So that is a real believer. You are guaranteed to go to heaven. But if you just know God in the head here, you may not make it to heaven because even demons and Satan know that Jesus is God, and they called Jesus. The holy God, the Son of God, but demons never call Jesus the Lord. This is a big difference between 
true disciple or believers and other stuff that just know Jesus in their head. Amen. So I just want to touch the basic first because I'm concerned that I will not see some of you in heaven, even though you come to church every Sunday. Have to settle that foundation right now. Jesus is my Lord. Everyone say, Jesus, Jesus. is my Lord. He's my Savior. He was raised from the dead. Amen. We need to confess. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the five mandates that God gave to me in January, I review a little bit. Number one, he said that I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. He said that I love the church and care for the church. He wants us to love his church, participate in building his church, commit our life to the local church. In fact, the way we interpret the doctrine, we have to look at the whole Bible, the whole context of the Bible. If you read the Bible carefully, in either Old Testament and New Testament, everything the apostles and even Jesus himself did was in the context of the local churches. It's the context of the local churches. There is no solo Christian run around doing their own things. Paul was a member and elder of the church in Antioch. And he went back to his church. Peter was in the church. Everybody was in the church and commit to the local church. So that's number one. God doesn't want to build loner Christians, run around, do their own things. Everybody should commit to a body. You don't want your thumb to one day jump out, another day jump back, jump out, jump back. You want the thumb to stick with your body, is that right? And the Bible says, those who plant themselves in the house of God shall flourish. You don't want to put tree into the ground, and then two days later, you pull the tree out and put another ground, and three days later, put it again. Keep jumping like this. You will never flourish. People who commit themselves to a local church will flourish. That's what the Bible says. It's not my own word. It's in the Bible, Psalm chapter 92. Amen. Number two, God told me that the end time is near, and Jesus is coming back to meet the bride who wear the white linen. White linen is the act of righteousness of the saints. So God is coming back to meet the holy bride. He wants his church to be holy. Don't play around with sin in the church. Don't be a hypocrite. We need to be real, repent, and do the right thing. If you do wrong thing and God warned you to the word of the Holy Spirit or by your Christian brother and sister, repent right away. Don't argue. Don't try to give excuses. Just repent and move on to live the right way. Amen? That is the end-time church. He is coming back for the end-time church. Number three, we learned from last Sunday that we need to grow up and get rid of all babiness or immaturity. God wants us to grow up, to become like Christ, to attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We need to set the goal to be a mature Christian. Don't sit around being baby forever. Stop crying like a baby. Stop complaining. Just grow up being committed, being like Christ. Amen? So that is the end-time church. The end-time church, people grow up. God can use them. They're full of wisdom, full of character, full of the fruit of the Holy Spirit and the anointing to do the work of God and to represent God in the right way. Amen? 
Today we would like to talk about the fourth mandate. I'm not sure that I can finish today. We may have to come back next time. The fourth mandate that God wants to say is that He wants His people to live a victorious, fruitful, and super abundant life. Fruitful life. Jesus said, "I became poor so that they might be rich." So you see that God wants His people. I'm not talking about finances. Rich in everything. Rich in emotion. Rich in wisdom too. Rich in material. Rich in anointing. He wants us to be rich in everything that heaven has for us. So that is the purpose of God. Can you imagine if you see a group of sheep walk by, and 90% of the sheep have broken nose? Have broken legs, very thin, very sick, very weak. The hair fall out. They don't look glorious. They look terrible. How are you gonna think about the shepherd of that flock? You're gonna think the shepherd of that flock didn't do a good job. Is that right? You represent God on earth here. So if you're gonna represent God, you need to represent God in character, maturity, and represent God who is the most powerful. Highest wisdom, the God who is the richest person in the universe. Don't take me wrong. I'm not emphasizing money. Okay, I'm just talking about the whole life, being prosperous in everything, and we need to represent Him and let the world know that our Shepherd is a good Shepherd. He's a good Shepherd, and His sheep look glorious, look good. Healthy, victorious, fruitful, and strong, joyful, smile on their face, being strong in emotion, being strong in the physical body. I want to let you know, I love God so much that I want to represent Him well on earth here. I don't want my God to lose reputation on earth, so I would do everything to pursue. What he wanted me to have. Let me ask the parents in this room. How many people are parents in this room? How many people plan to have kids one day? You get married and have kids, okay? Let me ask you this simple question: Do you want your kids to be successful? Do you want your kids to be on the street and be a, become a beggar and broke and sick and die soon? Do you want your kids? To have a lot of troubles in life, no. Every good parent wants his or her child to be healthy, to be successful, to be mature, to be prosperous and strong. Is that right? And this is the attitude of the earthly parents. How much more our good Father in heaven? He is good Father. Wants his people to be successful, to be glorious, to be fruitful, to have victory, even more. Therefore, as God's children, it's nothing wrong to pursue the life of victory, the life that honor God. Amen. I'm not trying to boast, but I'm so glad that this year, 2006, I got. Two rewards again. I put in my office one from Seattle Metropolitan Magazine, 
top neurosurgeon year 2016. Then I got another one from the leading physicians of the world from New York. They sent me very nice glass compliment. You are the top neurosurgeon in Belleville year 2016. I got reward two years in a row. Actually, other year too, but I don't want to talk about that. Just year 2015 and year 2016. And when my patient looked at my reward, they will say, wow, these Christian doctors, good. I need to have good reputation in society so that my God will get reputation. The Christian doctor at the top, not the tail. Above, not beneath. Amen? God said he wants his people to be the top, not the bottom. Be above. Not that we want to pursue our own reputation, but we want to give glory to God. We need to have that mentality. I will be the best employee in my workplace. I will be the best nurse on the floor. I will be the best wife, best husband. I will do the best. I want to give glory to God and everything I touch will be prosperous and successful like Joseph, like King David. The grace of God is on you. We need to make that decision that I'm going to be the best workers, best in my field. Amen? When God created Adam and Eve, the first word that he spoke to Adam and Eve was not, what are you doing? What movie are you watching? What word he say in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28? This is the original heart desire or plan of God. Then God said, Said to Adam and Eve, Let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them. Then, after he finished creating the couple, then God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Genesis chapter 1 and 2 indicates the original plan of God for mankind. Unfortunately, Genesis chapter 3, the husband and the wife, Adam and Eve, blew away. What God wants, they blew it away. And trouble came into this world. After that, a lot of killing, murder, and a lot of problem. But the original plan of God is that we live a holy life, we have relationship with God, and we live in the blessing of God. The blessing in the physical realm, in the emotional realm, in the spiritual realm, the blessing in the family, the kids, financially, materially, everything. He wants us to have the blessing. He wants us to be the salt and the light of the world. When people see us, they will see heaven in our home. They will see God in our life. So that's why it's okay that we are successful. It's okay that we are the top in the class. It's okay that we are the best employee at work. It's okay. It's good that we do well financially. We have more than, more than enough to bless other people. Amen? Amen. 
Definitely, we receive the blessing from God by faith, by understanding the Word of God. A lot of time, people think that faith is about the abstract. I have faith, but actually, in the Hebrew mind, the word faith means also not just trusting God, but obey God and do what God says. Why we have to teach so much Bible in this church? We teach and teach and read the Scripture. Do you know why? Because one part of God's heart is that He wants you to be blessed. And how can you be blessed if you don't know what God say in the Bible and you don't obey the Word of God? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, maybe I read to you. Deuteronomy chapter 28. The Bible says that God's people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. That's why my job as a pastor is to educate you so that you can have success and prosperity. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. God spoke to us two ways. Number one, logos, written word. Number two, he spoke to us called Rema. Rema is the direct voice from the Holy Spirit that speaks to you. I have my own Rema. 1987, God told me, start the church. That's my own Rema. I become a pastor. God spoke to me. But the Word of God also tells us what to do in life. That's why we need to know the Bible. That's why we produce hundreds of teachings and give to you for free of charge so that you can listen to all the teaching, that you can be successful. Obey the voice of the Lord your God. Oh, by the way, the Holy Spirit will never speak anything opposite to the Bible. The Bible is a standard. It's a way we follow God. To observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high. You see, He wants you to be successful. High above all the nations of the earth. He, he wants you to be the top. And all these blessings shall come upon you. I see the picture of the blessing come and jump over me. Oh, I want to run away. No, no, you cannot run away. Just, the blessing just come upon me. I cannot take it off. Oh, all over my body. Come upon you and overtake you. You see the picture, overtake. Grab you. Don't, I will not let you go. The blessing of God stick with you. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. The word faith in the Hebrew mindset, not Greek mindset. The Greek mindset is knowing here and understand. But the Hebrew mindset is that I believe, I know, and I do it. I do what you say. Blessed shall be in the city, and blessed shall be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket, your bank account, your stock market. Bless your work. Bless everywhere you go. Bless your investment and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall, be, shall you be when you come in. And blessed shall you be when you go out anywhere, anytime. You can live in Las Vegas. You can live in California. Wherever you are, God can bless you there. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. 
they shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command. I like that. The Lord sitting on the throne. I command the blessing to be on the members of New Hope International Church. When God commands, it's have to happen because He has authority. I like that. The Lord commands the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand and the Lord your God is giving you. Everything you touch will be blessed. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself. So now when people look at you, wow, God must be real. God is alive. The nations around you, your neighbor in your neighborhood, look at you. God must be real. You are holy people to himself. Just as he has sworn to you, if you keep, if, it's a condition. How many people want to be blessed? What do you need to do? If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of good in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your grounds, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure from heaven, the heavens, to give, to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Oh, I love that. You will not be in debt, but you have more than enough to let people use your money. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath. If you, again, if, everyone say if. What you need to do, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, if you listen carefully, get into your car, put the CD in, listen carefully. Everything that the Holy Spirit speaks to your pastor, just listen carefully. Which I command you today, and are careful, not just listen and de decorate your brain but are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you today, this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. My dear brother and sister, God already set up the condition. If you want to be victorious, to be fruitful and blessed, what do you need to do? Start from knowing Jesus. Trust Him. Have Him as your Lord and your Savior, start to study the Bible, fill with the Holy Spirit, know the Bible, follow the Bible way, and God guarantee you, God promise you, you shall be blessed. You shall be the head, not the tail. Amen? Amen. Please have a soft heart. Don't be stiff-necked. Don't be rebellious. Just come to God. Like That's why the Bible says the kingdom of God is for people who like children. Come and listen and say, yes, dad. Yes, daddy. Yes, papi. Papi is the daddy in German language. Yes, otosan. Yes, papa in Chinese. Yes, ba. Ba is Vietnamese word. Ba means father. Okay? Be obedient children. Listen to him and do what he say and you shall be blessed. Amen? John chapter 10 verse 10. The thief 
does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I mean Jesus have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. There are three levels of life. The first level is in Egypt. You know the story in the Old Testament is a type and shadow for all of us. The life in Egypt, slavery, is a type of the life of not enough, lacking. They own nothing. They don't have even a property or their own house. They are, they were slaves. They were elect. The second level was in the desert or in the wilderness when Moses took them out from Egypt, the land of lack, the land of not enough. Into the wilderness, it was the land of just enough, just enough. And in fact, God wanted them to enter into the promised land, the land of more than enough. Three level of life: lack or not enough, just enough, pay your bill every month, no leftover. And three, more than enough. God intended. That they will enter into the promised land within 10 days or 11 days, but because of their rebellious attitude, because of their lack of faith, unbelief, they wander around in the lack just enough for 40 years. Who make that happen? Themselves, because their hard attitude was wrong. Therefore, you partly dictate your own future. By checking your heart, what kind of heart you have, I cannot do for you. I do it for myself. I just teach you the truth, and you make a choice. I make a choice to go into the promised land. In the wilderness, they just have enough manna. You know the story. Manna came down, and God said, "I give you just enough that day, and no leftover." After they finish eating, done. No leftover. They have clothes and shoes that never worn out. They have enough. But they don't have extra shoes. They don't have extra clothes. Just enough until they enter the promised land. How many people want to enter the promised land? The land of more than enough, super abundant life that Jesus was talking about. More than, more than enough. What do you need to do? Have the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, not just your God. Up here, Lord, and whatever He say, do it. No if and or but, no argument. He say this, do it, and if you obey Him, He gonna lead you into the promised land, the land of more than enough. First Timothy, chapter six, verse seventeen. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money. So even though God can give us money, but we should not love money and trust money. Stock market can crash anytime. The house can be burned down anytime. I have to fire in my house already. I know what it means. One time, half of my house was gone. The second time, again, God was teaching me the lesson: don't trust in your property, which is so unreliable. You see, it's unreliable. That trust should be in God. You trust God, you obey God, who richly. Everyone say richly. Who can give us prosperity, success, and fruitfulness? God. God. He is the one who richly give us all we need for our enjoyment. 
Does God want us to enjoy life? Yes. Does God want us to laugh and happy? Yes. God wants us to enjoy life. He gives us more than enough. Give us good food. Eating some good rib and some good fish. Amen. Eat good food. Have nice thing to use. But definitely, we should not live above our means. Okay? You need to let God give you. You don't push it yourself. I give you an example. When I moved to the U.S., this is a true story. I did not have a car. Pastor Da did not have a car. We lived in somebody's house in the basement for a few years. Pastor Da had to help that owner of the house cook and clean and do everything to pay her back that we stay there for free. I bought a Tercel, Toyota Tercel, $500. And we used that car for many years. Pastor Da also and I bought another car because we have two persons. She has to send kids to school. We bought a used Jetta Volkswagen, $800. We used both cars for many, many years. Until one day, the Jetta started to go downhill. I talked to Tom. We bought another Honda, old Honda, 10 years old. Honda Accord. I still remember, blue color, deep blue color. It's only a few Maybe $1,200, something like that. At that time, I was a student at University of Washington. And my salary was only $26,000 a year. I spend money at the level of my mean. I don't push God to give me money. I just faithfully serve God, go to church, build the church. I use Jetta, Tercel. I'm happy. I don't compare myself to a neurosurgeon to drive Volvo, I don't care. I need to use money at the level that I have. I should not push myself to be somebody else. But later on, as I have been faithful to God, God give me the increase. Eventually, we got a house at the level we can handle. We don't try to stretch to the point that we are in big debt. That is not wise. Then we change to another car, little by little. You don't use your flesh to push to be rich, but you wait for God to bless you by being faithful, serving God and obeying God. You need to have wisdom how to spend money. A lot of people want to get nice things very fast, nice car, beautiful, boom, 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 end up, wow, big debts. Then you have to pay all the interest. Don't blame God. It's your own decision. Don't blame other people. Don't blame your boss either. Because you make your own choice to go into debt. I don't want to go into debt. I just live at the level I am. Amen? Actually, right now, I even live below the level of my mean. All of my doctor's friends live in the waterfront house. All of them, I don't. Because I live below so that I can have leftover money to travel on mission trip, to give tithe to the church, to bless people, to buy things for people, to give gifts to people. I don't need a waterfront house. It's not a big deal. One day I'm going to have a bigger house in heaven anyway. I wait for that house. That is for eternity. The house on earth is not eternal. Amen? I don't trust those money at those house anyway. But can we enjoy? Yes, to me, to have a third cell, driving, old car. I enjoy already because it's a hard attitude here. It's not about nice brand new car. 
I don't need brand new car when I was a student at University of Washington. $26,000 income. No, I don't need a brand new car. I just have a car to go to work and take my family to go out a little bit. You see, you need to be wise how to spend money. You can enjoy, and it's a hard attitude. I enjoy. Thank God, at least I have t u r c e l and Jetta to drive. It's a hard attitude. I enjoy it. Thank God. Deuteronomy chapter 12. I'm gonna end. I need to continue next time. I talk too much today. Deuteronomy 12, 6 to 7. There, wherever God put you in, you shall take your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the heave offerings of your hand, your vow offerings, your free will offering, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. You see, giving to God, obey God to do it. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God. Thank God we have lunch every other Sunday. We eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice in all to which you have put your hand. You touch the business, you do anything, you rejoice. Your success, you and your households, not just you, but your kids will enjoy, your wife will enjoy, in which the Lord your God has. Blessed you. I'm going to read many scripture in this teaching to show you that it's God's heart, God's will for us to enjoy life, to be blessed, to be fruitful, to be victorious, to be prosperous and rich in everything, not just money. Rich in the heart, joyful, happy, not worry, lack sleep. Every time your head touch the pillow, boom, you sleep. You don't need the sleeping pill. You wake up happy, enjoy life. You're not full of worry and depression. The house is full of peace and joy. You and your wife get along well. That is prosperity. You can have millions of dollars, but you fight every day. House is like a hell. No, that is not prosperity. You get along. Your kids obey you, doing well. You have good health. If you get sick, it go away very quickly. God sustain you, bless you, physically, emotionally, financially. Your family, your going and coming, and your traveling, everything. God bless you everywhere you go. He goes before you. He prepares the way for you. He bless the work of your hand. Your customer likes you. Everything you do, God is on your side. How many people want to live that way? I want to live that way. And it's in the Bible. God never lies. How we do it? Build your faith up. Trust in what the Bible say. Obey what He say. Very simple. Christianity doesn't have a big formula. Christianity is a very simple faith, simple way of life. Believe God, obey God, trust God, and move on. That's it. We don't need to go into too complicated theology. Just trust God, obey God, love God, Amen? Amen. And I want to see our members in this church really blessed by God. Every time I heard that you have a promotion, have a raise. Every time I heard that God blessed you something, I'm so rejoicing. That is the heart of the Father. I never been jealous of you. I want you to be blessed. When I heard a, a single man met a A godly woman and try, uh, want to get married. I'm so happy to see that you find a good thing. 
The Bible say, when you find a wife, you find a good thing. Amen. So when you get married, you have good family. I'm happy for you. God is like that. God is happy to see you blessed. He's a good God. Amen. See God in a different way now. He is a good Father, and He want to bless you. And your job is to, if you obey the commandments of the Lord, that's what you do. You do your part. God will open the floodgate of heaven, and He's gonna do His part to bless you, to have a long life, to fulfill the desire of your heart. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, before I close in. I want to tell you why I love to lay hand and impart the Holy Spirit upon people's life. This is the promise of God. Let me explain to you two minutes. This is the promise of God. We learn the promise. Okay, God the Father sits in heaven. He wants to provide blessing to you. Jesus is the way to the Father that the promise of God can be fulfilled in your life. But who is the one who take action on earth to make you successful? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God on earth. That's why one part of the scripture, I think in the Old Testament, God said that I give you the anointing to prosper. You remember the story of Obed Edom, when. David make a big mistake with the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is the presence of the Holy Spirit. When he make mistake, he dare not take the Ark to his city. He left it in the house of a foreigner, not even a Jewish man named Obed Edom. The Bible said during the presence of God was in the house of Obed Edom, the whole house was blessed for three months. David heard it. Heard the story, he could not stand. He went there and took the Ark of the Covenant back to his city. So all this story in the Bible, you remember the Bible said in the book of Galatians, Jesus became the curse on that tree, so that you might be blessed by the Holy Spirit, who is the agent who will make blessing happen in your life, the Holy Spirit. When you welcome the Holy Spirit, you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you. That agent or God Himself, named Holy Spirit, will start to work in you to bless you, to give you wisdom how to handle your customer, what to do next, heal your body so that you will be blessed physically, give you joy so that you will be blessed emotionally. Give you more faith so that you can reach out to God even more. The more Holy Spirit you have, the more faith you have in God. He is everything in your life. The Holy Spirit. I will be a very dumb pastor if I don't let the Holy Spirit touch you. I will steal the blessing from you because I know from the Scripture, from the doctrine in the Bible, that the person, the Holy Spirit, is God on earth who shall bring. The blessing of Abraham to you. He is that agent. Your job is to surrender, to be hungry, and to yield and receive from him. And our God is a gentleman. He will never force anybody. 
You are the one who has to come to him and say, "I want it." He will never force. Amen. So I will change the style of laying on a hand a little bit. I will change the style. Still outer call anyway. Yesterday we have a discussion about lay hand on people while they they are sitting now. Sometimes people can stand, but now I want to change to lay hand when people sit down for many reasons. But the question come up: Should we just arrange the chair now that I can go to you and lay hand on you? I say no way. The reason I don't want to do that because if God doesn't force you to receive Him, I'm not forcing you either. If I walk to your chair right now, I'm forcing you to receive, and that's not fair. You need to make a move yourself. You need to tell God, "I come to you, and I need your help." If you deny, it's between you and God, not with me. So today, the usher gonna arrange the chair in the front here. That if you want to be prayed for and receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit or the fire or the anointing, it's your own choice. You can come and sit, and I pray for you. But if you don't want to, it's up to you. I'm not mad at you. You're not offending me at all because it's between you and God. I'm here to bless, to be a, to impart to you, and to make sure that you receive as much blessing, as many things in this church as much as we can. We want to give you the best. We don't want you to miss any good things from God. Amen. Amen. So it's up to you. But in my own experience, the more Holy Spirit I have, the better for my life. In everything, performing surgery, talking to the patients, driving the car, looking at the X-ray, how to deal with the situation in life. When people sit down, the Holy Spirit already speak to me how to handle, what to say. Everything I'm led by the Holy Spirit. Everything. He is good. The more I have Him, the thicker I have. The more measure, the more anointing I have, the better for me. We should be hungry for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let me ask this question: If I write a check for you, five hundred dollars, how many people want it? Five hundred dollars. If I write for you a check, two thousand, how many people want it? If I write a check for you, five thousand, you can raise your hand one time only. How many want it? Five thousand. How about 10 millions? Why in the world you are not limited in receiving the check? When I say 500, you want it. 2 million, you want it. 10 million, you want it. Should we do that to the Holy Spirit? Should we say, God, more? If you want more money, you should want more Holy Spirit. He is one, even more precious than money. Because money cannot heal your sickness, money cannot make your family happy. Holy Spirit is everything in your life. He is for everything in your life. Amen. I try to give the analogy for money. Everyone, oh, for Holy Spirit, ah, oh, ah, oh, no, no. But for money, you. We should think the same way. More money, more Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Father. We thank you so much, Lord.
for teaching us, showing us the way of God, the way of heaven. Lord, I know you love your people in this house. You love them so much. You have the best way for them. Your command is the best. Your ways are the best. And Lord, I pray that their spiritual eyes will be opened to understand the revelation of heaven, to know how to walk with you, Lord, and to have faith in what you say in the scriptures. Father, I pray, Lord, that they all shall experience the goodness of heaven. They shall prosper, be in good health. They shall be full of joy, strength, wisdom, prosperity, success, fruitfulness, long life, favor everywhere they go. Heaven will support them to be the head, not the tail. Help them, Father, to have the right heart, the soft heart to obey you and to follow you, Father. We thank you, Father. Oh, Lord, speak to them every day by your Holy Spirit. Show them the way that they shall experience the guidance of the Holy Spirit every day, Lord. Father, we thank you so much. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everyone turn to each other and say, God loves you and God wants to bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.